welcome. This is a new little section of the Money Barrel called The Rundown, where we are here to bring you more updates, articles, snippets of interviews, you name it, to try to keep our listeners even more in the know in the barrel racing industry. Uh, to kick it off, this week we have Casey Allen with us, the managing editor of BarrelRacing.com and also the host of the Breakaway Breakdown. You listen to her during the NFR when she talks to all of the round winners every year and she's joining us. So thanks, Casey, for kicking off our new idea with me today. Thanks. I'm pretty excited about this. Like it made it out of the group chat. That's exciting. <laughs> it did. We had this idea and, you know, we get to talk to our guests and do our episodes, but this will just be a fun, short little update um, to keep everybody in the know for what at least we find is interesting. And this week, even more interesting to be able to kick it off. We're going to have a little interview with Chelsea Schaefer from the Team Roping Journal Land. So really, everybody's just collabing to make this rundown episode number one special. So to kick it off, quick reminder, August 1st, Ruby and Pink Buckled nominations. They are $200 due by August 1st. We thought that was an important thing to remind everyone after this, it is going to be $300 per horse until December. And if you miss that, you're out. Uh, you cannot re-enroll if you miss the nomination. Of course, there's some exceptions for some very high fees up until like three-year-olds. Um, but basically, if you have a ruby and pink horse, weanling and older, get those nominations in. This week, our podcast is actually going to be all about incentives. We're going to do a deep dive on them almost all the incentives throughout the industry. So we're really going to dive into the ruby and pink and everything like that. Our rundown is being brought to all of our listeners by Ride TV. You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like Cowgirls and Ridiculous Ranches, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from BarrelRacing.com, like the Colorado Classic and Run at the Rose, and Horse and Rider On Demand. Whether you're ready to relax with your favorite series, binge-watch competition footage, or train with a world champion, subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Casey, fill us in a little bit on Ride TV and how it's meshing with what we know is BarrelRacing.com and Barrel Racing Magazine. Awesome. Yeah, so we actually have with BarrelRacing.com and Barrel Racing Magazine, um, which everybody knows through like the live streams and the instructional videos we had on BarrelRacing.com and then the magazine where we have like all your favorite articles, training articles, news, all that good stuff. Now what's going on is we partnered up with Ride TV, which is RideTVGo.tv if you're looking for the URL. And we merged with them and then also with Horse and Rider On Demand to go on to Ride TV. So we're like a channel, basically. So all the instructional content, the live streams that you are used to seeing with BarrelRacing.com, like you can just go on there like, I love watching Suits on Netflix. It's just like going on Netflix and watching Suits. Um, but then you also can get all of the horsemanship content, cutting, reining, ranch trail riding, anything you can imagine with horse and rider, because you have that channel on there. And then you've got like the documentaries like you talked about. There's a 2015 recap of the Diamonds and Dirt Barrel Classic 
um, that has the old pony races, like Cassie Mowry is in a unicorn costume, and Ryan Padone had the pony that broke the arena record. Um, so we found those videos. Like, there's all these documentaries live with Lucia's from the NFR, um, just all kinds of content on there. So then what's actually happening with Barrel Racing Magazine is it is now BarrelRacing.com. Uh, so we picture you're still going to have all the content you could access before that's pretty much free. Um, but you can link over to our content at Ride TV, get anything you need as far as news, videos. You can access the Money Barrel podcast just right there on BarrelRacing.com. It just makes everything easier for the barrel racers. Awesome. So Ride TV, go take a look. You will have access to so much more. And they are bringing this to our listeners. So thank you for doing that. One of the things we'll normally do is update you on the standings, the big movings that girls have done getting ready, especially going into the last two months of the season. However, we are unable to really give you an idea on the standings this week because of the ProCom hack. And our friends at Team Roping Journal did a really cool article to deep dive into that. And we thought we'd just kind of share a little bit for those that may not know um, basically, ProCom, the entering system for all of Pro Rodeo, went down on July 20th. And it was a ransomware hack. They demanded over a million dollars to reopen the systems. And ransomware is one of those things that you do not pay because they are more likely to hack you again. Um, obviously, it's a million dollars. And so it kind of put, not kind of, it really put a crunch on the entire pro rodeo system for the last 10 days. Secretaries had to resort to manual methods and social media to keep the rodeos going. Truly, the secretaries are the true heroes of this, keeping things going. They were taking entries on paper, handling trades if they could, um, Turnouts, releases, they were keeping the show going. Um, our friends at the Team Roping Journal did a fantastic article that really goes into this. But, you know, some of the tidbits that they showed was we had to go back to working like the 1970s and 80s for the pro rodeo entries. And in that time, there's 25 to 30 people working in ProCom. Now there's about 10 to 12 because everything's online. It's so much more IT based. And so those people have really been working overtime. Um, of course, you know, Miles McDarland has that great Texas and other rodeo barrel racing updates page that kept all of us going. So thank you, Miles, for that. We thanked him in our articles. <laughs> like we couldn't do it without you. Could not do it without you. That's how the barrel racers operate. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, they would be in the queue and then they would get kicked back to the start. Well, Procom has a queue built only to hold 40 people. So obviously between all of the events, way more than 40 people were calling at a time. And that's why people were getting kicked back. Um, the IT gurus behind the scenes rebuilt the systems in eight days, which is impressive. Most ransomware attacks take 22 to 30 days to even try to get the systems back up and going. Um, so just remember that, give them a little bit of grace. There's still going to be some time to get everything updated. Um, the secretary portal is not quite back and running, which means uploading results is still going to be delayed, which means standings is going to be delayed, but um, they are getting online entries back going. Obviously, that's been a huge task. Um, they have confirmed that, you know, rodeo pay is a different section. You should always monitor your 
own stuff, but you know, the, they aren't super concerned about a lot of personal info being out there, bank accounts. I know that was a concern of some people, um, but Rodeo pays totally separately. So this shouldn't necessarily cause a delay in payouts. However, if we don't have results, it's hard to do payouts. So um, we don't really have standings updates, but Sue Smith is going to be our topic today. Um, it was the Cheyenne short go. We just watched it. Casey, you did an awesome article on Sue. Fill us in a little bit on what she's been doing. Man, so a lot of people on social media are calling Sue Smith the superwoman right now um, because she was not a huge topic of conversation in the world standings race. And then she goes in and dominates Nampa, wins around $14,000 there. And then was it Ogden? She broke the arena record at. Mm -hmm. and won about $10,000 there. And sort of like, okay, she's she's having a good good time, good little run, and those are circuit rodeos. So she jumped to the top of the wilderness circuit standings with like 32000 that they have on the books. And then the closest that the standings right now have is Mika Farr at just over $9,000. So she said one of her goals was to make circuit finals. I think she's got that part handled. Um, I think so. But then she comes into Cheyenne and – we started crunching some of the numbers earlier. She was fourth in the first round, second in her quarterfinals, won her semifinals, and then goes in today. Now, we all got excited in the first five horses when Summer Coastal went in and broke her own arena record. And let me pull this number up. 1697. Her previous arena record was a 1702 that her and Apollo, um, that's Firewater French fame, ran last year. And then... Which is so cool. Like... <laughs> Watching that run, I was like, you know, Summer, she had made a post, you know, just letting things go, not worrying about the standings anymore, goes out, runs the first 16 ever run in Cheyenne. Like, holy smokes. I mean, it was flawless. Like, her second barrel, I can't wait to see Chelsea's slow motion footage because she just, like, rimmed it. Like, it was it was beautiful. Beautiful. Um, then she had about 10 minutes of celebration. They drug halfway through, which we're going to revisit the ground situation. Um, they drug halfway through, and then Sue Smith comes in and runs a 16.89 on Dash's centerfold, um, which is the same mare she's been running this year that she's had for a few years. Um, you said she won the Colorado Classic her matured year on that mare. She did. I'm Sue. I'm gonna have to track you down. We're gonna have to do a podcast. Um, but yeah, she won the Colorado Classic way back seven years ago now. The third one that I ever had on centerfold. Um, so I mean, the fact that this mare has been running so strong for seven years now, and I mean, how cool was it that she goes out and wins Cheyenne? And last year, Andrea Busby won on a horse, Sue Train. Like, I guess if you want to win Cheyenne, you better get yourself a, a spur-up Sue Smith horse. That might be the ticket. Yeah, so Sue trains both those horses. She's also hauling another horse with her, and it's Centerfold's oldest foal. So she's pro-rodeoing on mother and son both in her trailer. And Sue, please don't come for me. She's 68 years old. Like, that's amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, never would have thought it. I mean, Sue has been such a champion for so long. And I mean, she's overcome a lot in her life. Like, 
we're gonna leave that to, for her to tell, but she has had some serious ups and downs that she's had to navigate. So super cool to see her winning what we kind of rough estimated guess that she might take like 20,000 out of Cheyenne. And that's $45,000 mm -hmm. in the last two weeks. So it's gonna be something to watch. And I, she's going to the Northwest. If she didn't want to, her friends are gonna pack her up and take her anyways. So. Um, it'll be, it'll be exciting to see the next two months of pro rodeo. And I wanted to mention too, that we pulled the pedigrees on all the horses that made the finals today. And so Sue Smith's Dasha's centerfold is by Dash to fame and she's proudest effort on the bottom. And then Seber Kosal's Apollo that also broke his own arena record. He's an ain't seen nothing yet. And he's firewater flit on the bottom. And then number three today was Cassie Mowry and famous ladies, famous ladies, man, Emmett. And Emmett is also a dash to fame. So he had two of the three in the top. He had two super, of the top three today. Super cool. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned it, but we want to talk about the ground a little bit because the hero of Cheyenne is Randy Spragans. He is the ground guru. Um, we all know, we all watch, uh, Cheyenne was a struggle through the qualifying rounds, the first four or five days of the main perfs, um, the ground was sketchy. It was, it was a little bit scary. Um, and the committee circuit director, the WPRA brought in Randy who did tremendous work in Salt Lake city. And as soon as Salt Lake city ended, he got on a flight, came to Cheyenne. They've been reworking the ground, um, and approaching it to, to get it the best it's ever been. Clearly we got to watch that. Um, and what a shout out. Randy is responsible for helping with the NFR Salt Lake. He started consulting at Houston, the American now Cheyenne. Um, he truly is barrel racers ground guru. So, um, hopefully, you know, committees can learn more from him and his knowledge and, what a shout out to the committee for recognizing it was not what it needed to be taking the steps to get it fixed and look at what happened today. I mean, truly, truly incredible. All right. Now, like we said, Chelsea Schaefer, editor of the Team Roping Journal, one of our very, very best friends, was on site at Cheyenne and she got to talk to Sue right after her run to get Sue's inside thoughts of what she's thinking about making a run so thank you chelsea and here you go hey sue i'm chelsea with the team roping journal usually i know i'm used to saying with the team roping journal but today i am helping my friends at barrelracing.com um and i was hoping you could tell me a little bit about you said you were grimacing around the second barrel how did we get so tight is that where your horse like prefers to go yeah, sometimes she gets a little too tight, and I'll just get to the inside. And I've noticed in my pictures that I'll look like I'm smiling. But yeah. when I have that look on my face, that means I'm tight. So what are you doing? Tell me a little bit more physically. Like, are you are you lifting? Are you squeezing? Is I'm there doing everything. You can do? yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure all that I'm doing, but I usually get to the inside because that'll push their belly out a little bit. And I'm sure I was. Yeah, but, yeah. You Absolutely. know, and yeah, I get that goofy look on my face when I do that. <laughs> Um, I mean, you smoked the first barrel. Was that was that that horse's typical first barrel, or was it just It has been lately. She's been so honest lately. I, I mean, I can just count on her. I, I just go for it, and I count on her, and she hasn't let me down. What? Is, so uh, tell me more. 
about what going for it looks like with you? Like, are you hustling with everything you got with your feet? Are you forward? What yeah, does that I'm mean? taller, so like you see some shorter people, and a lot of times you'll see more leg action with them stuff. You don't see it so much with me, but I really am. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't get, I try not to get too far over the front of my horses, so I sit up maybe a little bit more, but um, I don't know when I'm hustling, like I'm just, I, you know, I'll tell myself, you know, ride hard, ride all the way into your turn, don't set too soon, make, you know, maybe hold the outside rein a little longer before, because my signal to my horse to turn is to drop the outside rein, okay. and so I just have to remind myself to ride up in the hole. Does your mind stay that clear, like that you can think through your run that way, or do you ever do you ever I don't, white out or black out when you're running? I don't think in my runs very much. I I try to kind of have a clean slate going in. Like I might have like okay, go so far before you go. Second barrel's close to the fence, so ride harder. But other than that, I try to not overthink my runs because then I won't react. Like reacting on the second, that goofy face look, that was a reaction. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to be able to react to what's going on in the run because you never know, like she might slip, the ground might be stickier, it might be looser. You know, you just never know what's going to go on in a run. Did you feel her getting that tight going into it? Or when did you realize that you were that tight? When I was that tight. <laughs> Um, and then tell me about your third barrel, because it's, it's such a tough third barrel here. And honestly, I knew you were having an amazing run, and Summer had just had such an amazing run. And then when he stepped off, or when she stepped off, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, I, you know, and I think part of that's me just riding her so hard into the hole there. Maybe could have set a little sooner and got her, uh, you know, more solid in her turn. But I've, I thought about that today pre-race, and I thought, you know, I'd rather step off a little and keep moving then to tip that barrel yeah so that kind of was in my game plan i kind of will go over what i think i need to be i don't think it, it in the run but i'll have a game plan going in and that was part of it you've won just a little bit of everything though what does the arena record at cheyenne mean it's incredible. Like, I mean, I never really thought about it before, but, you know, now that it's mine, I'm I'm super proud. Yeah. <laughs> proud of my horse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I was watching with Haley, and, and she lost her, Haley Kinsel lost her mind when you set the arena record. She was so excited for you. And she says, you don't like, she told me you don't go all the time or don't feel like you have to go. Do you... Are you feeling like you have to go for these next couple months now? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go a little bit more now. I've already decided to enter some rodeos up in the Northwest. And, um, you know, it's like I said before, if I don't, I think some friends of mine will enter me and, t and drag me off <laughs> with them. Um, is, is the centerfold a Pendleton horse? Is that a horse you'll take I to Pendleton? I, I don't think I would run her at Pendleton, but I have a colt out of her, and I've placed at several rodeos on him, and I might give him a go there. And he, is he by Smooth Guy? Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the first episode of The Rundown. We'll kind of smooth this out as we go, but our goal is to bring you as much info as we have. So Casey, thanks for joining me and we'll talk to you all next week.